0: blog talk
1: radio we live we live live from chicago and las vegas you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending it's page one it's page one with lavar and mary with lavar and mary
0: going on, Block Talk Radio Nation? You are tuned into page one with LeVar and Mary for it's Friday night, August 12, 2022. I got to tell you one big mistake that I just learned right now, which I should know better. Don't try to blurp down uh, a sip of alcohol before you start to speak, <laughs> because that is not good. Um, (laughs) I tried to drink it like water and thought it was water. It was not. Um, (laughs) It's actually, I'm trying tonight, uh, Moscato Sangria, um, which is cool. And I hope that all of you are relaxing on this Friday night with us. But as always, I am joined by my wonderful friend, Mary. How are you? Uh,
2: Moscato sangria list. I am kind of jealous (laughs) and would like to know where the heck my drink
0: is. Well, you know what? I I can ship you a bottle, but I'm pretty sure you've got, like, a bottle of wine or something like that around there, right?
2: Maybe. <laughs> of course I do. Of course I do. It's right next to the Malibu Pineapple. It's also right next to the Malibu it's also next to the Jason and the Sure you have So I'm good. I'm good.
0: <laughs> um but yes, I'd say join along. If you have your beverage of choice, um you can join along and join us on this Friday night. But yeah, it is, like I said, August twelfth. There's a lot kind of going on uh tonight. Kind of a slash Uh, stories, and we've got a lot of stories that kind of don't fit under the general directions of stories, so it's kind of a potpourri night. Uh, We'll discuss a lot of those things. Uh, We will also do our retro moment of the week. Also got a special additional retro moment of the week, retro PSA, and then, of course, the Almanac, and we'll take a live look at what's trending. Um, Before we kind of really get into things, I know for a lot of you, just like me, uh, you are probably I feel like uh I can say we have our our person on the scene, even though I'm <laughs> you're a little bit outside of where everything is going, but my word, I saw some of the flash flooding uh, that has occurred out your way. Mm-hmm. And uh so two weeks pretty much after you were first hit with major flash flooding, you were slammed again on Thursday and then um, heavy rain poured into pretty much the casinos and flooded streets Thursday night during the wettest monsoon season in over a decade. Uh, waters pretty much had crashed through the ceilings of some of Las Vegas' famous casinos uh, as the torrential rain flooded the sites for the second time in as many weeks, and it showed uh, parts of the strip, um, which just looks like something out of a movie. Um, and I know I it think does, I've seen actually, Yeah, and I actually saw a picture of a lightning bolt over uh Las Vegas, which is uh yeah, and I think I just saw something here, like the Orleans sign caught on fire for some reason. I mean it just it's like the oh. end of the world out there. You okay and what's new. On?
2: I didn't know I'm fine. I didn't know that the Orleans sign caught on fire, but it's kind of needed to be. I mean, it was a pretty old sign. <laughs> I didn't say that really. Um, the uh, the flooding happened downhill from where I'm at. So um, I have not been flooded. Uh, I haven't really gotten a lot of rain where I've been. Uh, most of it's been, uh, and this is one of the things that happens out here, rain can happen in your front yard and not in your back yard. So and I mean like literally, I'm not I'm not talking like in a figurative speech, like I can be in my house which my friend has been in. Um I could be in my house looking at my backyard and see sunshine and rainbows and walk out my garage which is on the other end of the house and be caught with the rest downpour. So it really is like it just depends on where you're at uh like i said knock on knock on wood and plastic and stucco, um maybe some plywood in there we have been on on we've received some rain and a lot more rain than like my home is used to but we have been able to avoid most of the flooding because again we are uphill from where the flooding is happening um we're just high enough up, up, whereas the Strip and Fremont Street and a lot of the places where the big casinos are—they're at the bottom of the bowl, um, where Las Vegas is surrounded by mountains. They're at the bottom of the bowl, so they get most of that most of that flooding, unfortunately. So we got lucky. Um, a lot of a lot of families have not been, um, and uh, yeah, it has been a weird kind of weird, August, end of July, beginning of August. Um it's been cooler. I know that sounds weird. Um to be like, yeah, it's only hundred degrees and it's cooler. Um, but it's cooler than most years and then again, more rain. So there's it's also been more humidity in the air. And a lot of people are complaining about it. I I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> being a transplant. So I'm like, this is humid. Calm down.
0: Right. And according to the National Weather Service, Las Vegas, uh, they had reported that with 0.58 inches added to the tally yesterday, uh, the monsoon season in Vegas has delivered 1.28 inches of rainfall so far, and that makes it the wettest monsoon in 10 years. And you still got a month and a half left to add to the total. Um, mm-hmm. So 15 more days. Actually, the last time, uh, like you said, uh, back in 2002, You saw a total of 3.63 inches of rain total uh, throughout the monsoon season. Uh, You have surpassed pretty much uh, all of the previous 10 years. Uh, You're about pretty much uh, a third of the way there to the uh, primary record, which, you know, it's kind of like you feel, you hear about the things happening with Lake Mead, but at the same time you're like, Well, water's depleting, water's coming in. It's like, really is no perfect, um, really, it's a double-edged sword, I guess, to put it that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one of the other things, I guess, on the good news front for you guys, the city of Las Vegas had put on its website as of yesterday that a sweet Cali staple has made its way to your city. Uh, Randy's Donuts, which is known for its delicious donuts, its massive signage on the outside, will be open on Tuesday. At uh, 2170 South Rainbow Boulevard, of course, Randy's Donuts, um, you've seen the sign. Uh, It has over 60 different assortments of donuts, coffee, and Randy's rounds. So that is coming to Las Vegas. Yep. Very
2: excited about that for the donut lovers.
0: (laughs) They won't be excited about the other news that I have later this hour about donuts. So uh, (laughs) we'll talk about that more. Uh, but the other thing, interestingly enough, that I read um, this week, it had to with uh, we've talked a lot about on this show, uh, especially since COVID, about job migration and people who were leaving their jobs during COVID. Uh, there is now some beginnings of studies that you're seeing about some people who either switched jobs uh, or who resigned. And this week, the report that came out uh, was that 26% of job switchers regret joining the Great Resignation survey found. Uh, pretty much they've kind of sobered up, and uh, they now regret making a move. Uh, and it says that despite some indications of an economic slowdown, the job market remains remarkably stable. Uh, many workers have reaped the benefits. In fact, a record number of employees quit their jobs, found new positions, and renegotiated. But not everyone was better off. More than a quarter, like we said, are 26% of workers who quit regret their decision, according to a recent survey of more than 15,000 job seekers by job list. Uh, what was once the great resignation can now be the great return. Whether they left in search of higher pay, more flexibility, or to uh, relieve burnout, people may realize the grass is not greener, according to Antoinette Boyd, who is the Director of Career Success and Professional Development at Maryville University. According to Jobs List, most said that they regret quitting because it was harder than they thought to find a new position despite job openings near record levels. Others said that their new job has not lived up to their expectations, or they now feel that their old position was better than they originally thought. Further, workers who left in search of a better work-life balance may find, quote, opportunities surface at the companies they used to work for as more employers implement hybrid work schedules and better benefits. Uh, early on, people felt empowered to quit, but now they're looking to boomerang. Uh, employee, employees were feeling drunk with power, and now they sobered up. Uh, but they said <laughs> that there's benefit for employers, too. The cost of onboarding brand-new people as opposed to hiring back boomerangs is just way too high. Recruitment and training are expensive. Boomerangs already know the job, so they can shift back in seamlessly. And they gave good tips here, as anyone who is looking for a fresh start or a restart, of course, they must apply and contend with a large pool of candidates. Uh, but it said here that recruiters spend less than seven seconds on average reviewing an applicant's resume. Seven seconds. Having a standout resume is more important than ever. Uh, and having a summary skills section and headline under your name can play a key role in making your resume rise to the top. Uh, They say to think of your summary as your virtual introduction. Keep it to about four or five sentence bullets and consider adding relevant skills and keywords featured in descriptions of jobs that seem interesting to you. They always say that the good rule of thumb is to think of your summary as an elevator pitch. But they said that it is possible. Uh, They give, you know, resume mistakes that can lose you your job, of course, which is typos, not tailoring your approach. We're stretching the truth. Um, it's it's interesting because I know why people did it, um, but do you think? In I mean, it's easy to think now in hindsight um, that people should have probably just stayed where they were at, no matter what. <laughs> well, I'm or know, I mean, yes and I
2: get why you- people. Uh, I mean, yeah, that is quite high. That's I mean, yeah. You said a quarter of the people. Um, I get why people did it. Some of them probably ended up okay, um, doing it this way and probably will end up in an all right position coming back. Um, highly skilled, highly specialized people will end up getting better off, like the more generic. Uh, no offense to anyone, but the ones, the people with more generic job sets are going to end up being the ones that end up not reaping the benefits of having the boomerang back. Um, the companies are going to get the better end of the deal on those ones. Um, just overall, I mean, as yeah. a, a long time ago and far, far away, one of my intern jobs when I was working Um, During college, one of my college jobs was in an HR where I was supposed to weed out uh, resumes, and I had to read quick, make decisions, and make them fast. So that seven seconds, absolutely, it was, you didn't even look at the name. It was, do they have these kind of things, these are the biggest things we're looking for, make sure you see those things. If you do put them in this file, if you don't put them in this file, and that was off the bat, had I had to, before I even got it to the person that knew about the job, like I didn't even know about the job, before I even got it that far, I had to knock down the resumes from what we had to have to give to the recruiter. And then the recruiter further narrowed it down. So, yeah, it, they look at it. It's, it's fast. So I, I learned quick that big things need to be first things on the list.
1: Yep. Wow, oh. that is interesting. But yes, so, and
2: yes to say the the beginning. Yeah, it's it's a weird process, but it's
0: it always is a very yeah. It's it's a winding road, and hopefully for those of you who are out there doing it, it does not take too long. And I would say for all of you who are, um, you know, keep the faith and keep plugging away because yeah it's while there seems to be a lot of jobs out there hopefully you can find what's a good fit for you you I know mean, because that's, that's happy happiness is what you want at the end of the day so yeah but that was the most interesting thing i learned this week but uh switching um switching gears here um i forgot to mention because i usually mention it now at the top of the show this is show number 202 or uh backwards 202. So easy <laughs> <you> to remember. <laughs> but as we go tonight to the almanac, uh, as we said, today is August twelfth. We are pretty much uh at the midway point of the month just about, which is insane because that now, you know, you start thinking about uh for a lot of people who have seen uh kids are going back to school, which is another Indicated that fall is quickly coming up upon us and that uh, we're headed towards Labor Day, which is really that last big hurrah of the summer, and then going into the fall, I mean, before we know it and before we're talking, or I anything, mean, I think we were talking, it seems just like yesterday, and we were headed into May, so here we are in August, um, but today's the 12th, and on the almanac, it is National Julianne Fries Day. National Middle Child Day, it is National Vinyl Record Day. Um, If you have a favorite vinyl record, I would say play it. And then tomorrow is International Left-Handers Day. It is National Filet Mignon Day, National Prosecco Mm -hmm. Day, Filet Mignon and Prosecco, and celebrate both. Can you pair Filet Mignon with Prosecco?
2: I say you can, but I don't care. (laughs) It's a steak, dude.
0: Steak. I know. Uh, It is also National Bowling Day tomorrow, the second Saturday in August, and it is National Garage Sale Day. So if you see a lot of people out having garage sales tomorrow, that is why. Uh, August 14th on Sunday is National Code Talkers Day. It's National Creamsicle Day. National VJ Day is tomorrow, and then also, um, so Sunday, and also on Sunday, uh, it is National Spirit of 45 Day. Uh, It honors the can-do attitude of an entire generation affected by the trials and hardships of World War II. It's observed every year on August 14th as communities around the country hold events and memorials. Each one honors those who have inspired us, sacrificed, and preserved our nation for future generations. So, uh, Spirit of Forty Five Day uh, is on Sunday, and then on Monday, August fifteenth, it is National Leathercraft Day.
1: <laughs> we will not oh, make any.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It,
0: it, yes, if you craft leather and you have leather chaps, I guess that's that's the day for you.
2: i it's thinking more 16, like a hood, but okay, we'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, actually, uh, I will explain um, so I mean it's is, it is exactly what it is. It honors the rich heritage, artistry, and skill of leather crafting. Uh, the versatility of leather, of course, has proven to be artistic and utilitarian uh, since ancient times in the hands of a skilled craftsperson. Leather transforms some of the most durable and useful uh, usable products come from leather. So um, yeah, we can celebrate that tomorrow. A uh, Sunday, I'm sorry, uh, and then on Monday, it is uh, like I said that one, and then National Lemon Meringue Pie Day. I haven't had a good lemon meringue pie in a long time. Um, it's a lost art. You want to go through the whole process of like fixing a lemon meringue pie? Because if you're going to do it old school, you got to do all the stuff with the lemon curd and then the um, just the three different layers that you got to work with, but if you do it wrong, it's not going to taste good.
1: Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I a good trad- yeah. I miss a good traditional lemon meringue pie. And then also the 15th is National Relaxation Day. So if you are, like, propping your feet up on your desk at work, you can tell your bosses it's National Relaxation Day. <laughs> 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 And then on Tuesday, it's national airborne day, national roller coaster day, national rum day, and August sixteenth is national Telejoke day. I know you oh, have no. plenty of no 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 i'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it so <laughs> um I do have plenty Benin, of
2: jokes, but none of them are appropriate
0: oh. You know, well, I was gonna ask if you wanted to tell one, but uh
2: <laughs> we, none of them are um, appropriate.
0: Yeah, we'd like to stay on air for a little while longer, so I will uh <laughs> 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 We won't share that. Um, you can tell me afterward. Um also Wednesday it is Congressional Startup Day, National Thrift Shop Day. I love to get thrift shop when you can find one. Um, they have a lot of good stuff. Um National Nonprofit Day. It's National Massachusetts Day. National I Love My Feet Day. Pretty I sure don't. some person. So
2: that's I will not. I will not participate.
0: I'm sure some person with a foot fetish probably <laughs> came up with that idea. Uh, it is also National is Black Cat Appreciation Day. Yeah, and then when we get to Thursday. It is uh, a few things here which is quite interesting that all fall on the same day. Uh, National Pinot Noir Day is on August 18th. National Mail Order Catalog Day. Does anybody really order anything by mail or catalog anymore? Yeah, actually, I can tell you. My mom mm-hmm. does. My mom still does. Uh, <laughs> hmm. And, it yes, it is uh, National Ice Cream Pie Day. And it is National Fajita Day next Thursday. uh, I know that you will probably be at Juan's Flaming Fajitas. uh, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) Because it's National Fajita Day. Uh, But Mm -hmm. just to give you a heads-up as to next Friday ahead of time, I will tell you, uh, National Potato Day and National Soft Ice Cream Day are a few of the things ahead on next Friday. I love the soft-serve ice cream, but what happened, a quick story, ice cream trucks are pretty much like a rare commodity in some areas now. Uh, I probably have heard my local ice cream truck out here maybe a couple of times this summer, but there used to be a time, and for you kids that don't see any anymore, that the ice cream trucks pretty much – roamed up and down your block pretty much almost all day long. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. you go, and there was either one of two trucks. You either had the one truck that had all of the popsicles on it, or you had the truck that had the soft serve ice cream and you can get a banana split or a shake. And I loved that truck. And the thing was that that soft ice cream was so soft. And if it was so hot outside, I kid you not. By the time you got that ice cream and you got it from the truck and you probably had it back to your house, that stuff was already melting over here <laughs> and it didn't take long for that stuff to melt. Um, but awesome nonetheless. And yeah, I, I missed those things. It's the, it's the things were, and you didn't think about whether the truck was clean or not. It could be like probably the worst looking truck in the world, which you weren't thinking that because the ice cream was so good.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, so, Yeah, you didn't like, hey, I'm going to call the health
0: board on you. You just ate it. Yeah, you ate it. It was good. You wanted more. And yeah, I try to remember the cost of the popsicles back then. I think they were like a dollar and a quarter, maybe something like that, maybe a dollar. But I used to always either get the bomb pop or I would get the baseball mitt with the bubblegum baseball in the center. It was the ones I
2: loved. <laughs> I used to get the chocolate taco. <laughs> I also get. I'd also get the um, dream sickles. I used to get orange dream sickles. Um, push pops were also one of my favorites. I don't know why I ate ice cream from a cardboard tube, but it was great. No, you, I didn't you know, realize somebody, how much it reminded me of a toilet paper tube until later on in life, what,
0: but it was still so that good. Is, that's what somebody put to the me. They was like, I'm going to have to explain to my kids how I ate ice cream out of a toilet paper tube. <laughs>
2: I don't care. It was
0: so good. Do believe if you can find them, I do believe Seven Eleven still has, if you go to the right ones, uh, that they have like a little freezer section, usually toward the front of the store, that usually has a few of those old-school ice cream bars, if you look. There were, at a time, too, a few of the Dollar Trees that had them as well. So uh, if you go to the right store every once in a while, you can find it. So um, I miss Jell-O pudding pops, too. <laughs> yes. They bought it back for a short time, you're gonna, but then.
2: I was going to say you're going to do the pudding pop thing.
0: No, no. I think that almost kind of goes with the jokes that you had in line and I'm not going to do yeah. that today. <laughs> mm-hmm. like Got some little pudding pops to see? Yeah, so know what I. <laughs> go <laughs> 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 that's, far, that's as far as I'm going to go with that one. I don't want to leave it right. But um, one of the stories tonight uh, that we were following uh, was something that interestingly has to do with social media. Happened this week, but um, NBC News reported last week that a proposed law would force social media companies to provide more access to child surveillance apps. And so Snapchat will let parents see whom their kids are chatting with. Uh, They've announced that a new feature called the Family Center will be released globally in the coming weeks, giving parents the ability to look in on whom their kids are chatting with. Family Center is designed to reflect the way parents engage with their teens in the real world, where parents usually know who their teens are friends with, and where they're hanging out but don't eavesdrop on their private conversations, according to the company. According to press materials, the new feature requires that both the child and the parent consent to the monitoring. Once a parent has been given access to monitor their teen's account, they will be able to see a list of their teen's friends and report anything that they find suspicious. As designed, the tool would not notify a parent of any alternative Snapchat accounts a child might have. Uh, The announcement of the new feature comes amid mounting pressure from activists and lawmakers. For years, parents of teens who have died after purchasing drugs laced with fentanyl from people on Snapchat have been calling for the company to work to prevent such tragedies from happening again. Many have asked the company to allow parental monitoring apps access to Snapchat chats so that parents can be alerted about certain types of chats and content seen dangerous. Snapchat and several other apps have pushed back against the idea, citing privacy concerns. Sam Chapman, the father of Sammy Chapman, a teen who died after taking fentanyl-laced drugs, found on Snapchat has worked with the Organization for Social Media Safety to help develop Sammy's Law, a bill that would force social media companies like Snapchat to work with surveillance apps. And uh, pretty much with that, uh, the Snapchat representative noted that it's against its terms of service to have multiple accounts, and that if a person does have multiple accounts, they would have to fully log out of the app to toggle between them, that you know of, Snapchat. but it said in the blog that developed the Family Center to empower parents and teens in a way that still protects a teenager's autonomy and privacy. There's a couple of questions to this, and I guess I had uh, asked you uh, a few days ago when I saw this. Um, but one, um, good idea or bad idea, and two, will that lead to pretty much kind of like um, – I'm going to. Try, I'm looking for the t- most tasteful word for this, but will it lead to kind of an end of some social media sites, as you know it, because we all know that once teens or preteens who are on these sites feel that their privacy is being intruded on or there are more restrictions to their privacy, uh, they tend to leave it in droves, such as what I know a lot of people did with uh, Facebook. Uh it is not the young people's um, app as it used to be. Uh, a lot of those people left and went towards Snapchat, Instagram, and, yeah. Uh, but what say you to this new filter?
2: I mean, I think it's a good idea, but then the next thing was uh, terms of service. If we're going to be calling that, then why are teens on there? Mm-hmm. just the throwing this I'm the old lady at the end of the block that doesn't understand what's going on so Facebook is like the new and shiny thing for me um, I'm lying what kind of killing the I don't know that it'll be the death of it but it will be a, there will be a huge change in how it's used um, I remember something like and I'm going to say this wrong I'm sure pitch. Mm-hmm. Like, from years ago, that has yeah. basically fallen off the wayside. Then it became Snapchat. Then it was, you know, Instagram. Like, seriously, they will figure out a way to get around it. Um, but what it comes back down to, good idea. Bravo for trying to get in there. But let's, like, I don't know, shore up your, you know, like, your your. your Minimum age thing because I think it's supposed to be 16, 15 for Snapchat. If your 15 year old is is buying drugs from someone, you got more problems than just Snapchat. Okay, right. Right. Throwing that out there as well. There's a lot of this is um, this is a band aid for one of the scrapes, and they're ignoring the gaping wound. Um. Bravo! I mean, I hate to say, I hate to sound so down about it, but it is kind of a yeah, good job.
0: Yeah, I I think it's <laughs> going to be kind of like the first nail on a proverbial like it's. I think that for and even then, I'm, I'm trying to think. You know, not a lot of people are going to care. I think, at that point, who their 18-year-old is. I mean, who is this? I really don't know who this is going to affect. Is it going to affect that 13- to 16-year-old more? Because after that, parents really don't have time to do all that stuff and to, like, look at who their kids are talking to on social media. You know, they kind of will say, hey, I'll loosely, you know, kind of look out, and if things kind of seem to be going south, then I'll ask for it when it happens. Um. But I get that it is a good tool for those who are worried about their kids when it comes to social media. But at that point, if you're worried about your kid getting drugs or doing other things on social media, then you need to do what traditional parents and pretty much do what somebody that I used to know did, was that at any given moment, without warning, I'm going to ask you to open up your app. If you can't open up the app, then there goes your phone so Mm -hmm. you know that's what they did and it was one of those things where if they had questions and they were wondering about it hey I'm not even gonna give you a warning Um, it's just I'm just gonna come and ask you so I could see what's going on Um, because I was like even with Snapchat people have different that's why I was like it's not gonna really help I don't think because people have different uh, names on snapchat it's not like you know alicia smith is going to be zero snapchat it might be um you know a town boogie or whatever that is you don't know who that is (laughs) you know it it could be a lot of different people who could be hiding under somebody else on snapchat that's why i was like unless you are a really hip parent and know other people can snapchat you know and who they are um i don't know if the app itself is going to be helpful because even if you see other people in there, it could be anybody who that child may know, or it could be another relative or a friend. So as like, unless you're just like that type of parent that is going to do that, then I don't think your kid's going to probably use that Snapchat. Uh-huh. And the whole thing with Snapchat, thinking that you know, multiple accounts. All somebody has to do is have multiple emails, So (laughs) I don't understand. You know, they could uh, hide. There's so many apps out here now that you can hide things in or put it somewhere that I'm not even sure if it's really going to be helpful, you know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, kids, for every one way that people think that they have a way of watching it, there's another way that people can hide it. Remember there used to be that app that looked like it was a math app, and it wasn't a math yeah. app. It was actually a chat room. So there's, there's a lot of different things people could do now. So I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But um, I feel this is not blastering. that we're going to have with that, but it is what it is. Um, coming up, Uh, We will take a live look at what's trending. Uh, Also, a CEO posted something to LinkedIn uh, after uh, something that happened at the company, and it went viral. Uh, Partially good, partially bad. We'll tell you what it was, and you can make the call on if it was a good thing. Uh, we'll also kind of go potpourri the second uh, half of the show, a uh, bunch of stories that pretty much don't fall into any one particular thing, but we'll just kind of roll through them all and get them all out to you tonight. Uh, also, uh, we will have, I'm going to do Retro Mobile of the Week, but I'm going to save one for later. So if you're looking to listen to all three, you're going to have to stay tuned to the show. So we'll do two Retro Mobile of the Weeks right now, and then we will have a Retro PSA Later this hour, Uh, yeah, we'll do that, and then we'll come back. But first, you're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back.
1: Captain Action, so super powerful you can change him into nine of the mightiest superheroes of all time. Change Captain Action's uniform and face mask, and he's Batman, fighting crime with his batarang. He's the mysterious phantom, he's the Lone Ranger, he's Splash Gordon, and he's Superman flying to the rescue. Get Captain Action, complete with uniform, sword, and ray gun. Then get his nine other great superhero outfits. They each come with action-ready uniform, face mask, and realistic equipment. Fighting evil, that's greed. Hungry power, lightning speed. Captain Action, he's ideal. Lego is here. Hey, kids, look. A whole new world to build. Cause Lego is here. This young boy has such fun. He used Lego one by one. With it, that fatty wrap still plain. This young boy, glad Lego came. Lego, a whole new world to build. This young girl. Hells, animals, people, boats, skyscrapers, and more. So kids, get your Lego set now at department and toy stores everywhere. Lego, the sensation of Europe, now made in America by Samsonite, who make it better for longer-lasting fun. You're listening to Page One. Page one with LaVar and Mary. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LaVar and Mary.
0: And welcome back to page one with Lavar and Mary for this Friday night, August 12, 2022. I will tell you, um, the Lego commercial uh, that you just heard was from the uh, mid-50s from Samsonite. Yes, the same people that make the suitcases. Because there's actually another old Lego commercial on YouTube where they start talking about the Samsonite suitcase and it was an odd commercial, because at the end they throw in too that they made Legos, and I don't know if it was originally in like intended to be as big as it was, uh but the Legos at that time ran between i think the cost they had it was from a dollar twenty five up to twenty four ninety nine um, but yeah, that was uh Legos back in the uh fifties and then also that. Other other retroversial, which you heard with the um, toy, the, uh, the action toy, that was a pretty awesome toy because it did so many different things. And if you go and you watch the commercial on YouTube, the Captain Action toy dressed up and they had the outfits for the different um, superheroes. So like the commercial said, you could put the Batman one on and have the little bat. You know, belt, you could put Superman costume on it, you could put a Spaceman costume on it, Lone Ranger, everything. It was like nine toys in one. And I was like, and if you had a caption, I don't even know why they do it. Well, I know why they don't do it nowadays, but uh, that was back when there was actually uh, dolls and figures, or sorry, action figures. Um, action yeah, figures. Yes, it was action figures, yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the Lego one was pretty interesting, um, but those were some of the retro commercials that was there. So um, I wanted to point out, you know, we talked about jobs earlier, but there was a CEO um, who has sparked a major debate online. After posting a selfie of himself crying on LinkedIn following layoffs he made at his company, Uh, Brayton uh, Wallachie, who runs the Ohio-based business-to-business marketing agency HyperSocial, shared the picture on Wednesday. The post has since received more than 6,700 comments and nearly 33,000 reactions. Uh, And, quote, this will be the most vulnerable thing I'll ever share. I've gone back and forth whether to post this or not. We just had to lay off a few of our employees. I've seen a lot of layoffs over the last few weeks on LinkedIn. Most of those are due to the economy or whatever other reason. Ours, my fault. He wrote alongside the picture that shows tears streaming down his face. He says he made a decision in February that uh, eventually led to the layoffs. He has not yet explained what this decision was, but said on LinkedIn that he planned to do so in the future. Describing the layoffs as, quote, the toughest thing he has ever had to do, he said he loves his employees and wished that he was, quote, a business owner that was only money-driven and didn't care about who he hurt along the way. Some LinkedIn users mocked his post, calling him, quote, out of touch and cringeworthy or suggested that he should focus on helping his former employees rather than on how the situation had affected him. It says, please, laying off people is horrific for you, but more horrific for them. It's about taking care of their welfare, not grief posting for your own likes. This is ungracious, gratuitous, insensitive, and tacky. Grow up. Look after those people who you claim to be so worried about, Own your mistakes privately and stop being so narcissistic, one commenter wrote. Others supported him, saying that they understood laying people off was an emotional process and praised his openness. This includes one of his former employees, Noah Smith, who defended his former boss and said that he would only want to work for managers like him. He says, to those who look to hire me, I'm only interested in working for people like Brayton Wallachy, who has a positive outlook on life. I'm not interested in working for you if you think working more hours only to make money is the most valuable way to spend your time. Wallachie followed up his original message with a follow-up post saying, hey, everyone, yes, I am the crying CEO. No, my intent was not to make it about me or victimize myself. I'm sorry it came across that way. Uh, he says, it was not my place to out the employee's name publicly. What I want to do now is to try and make better of the situation as a thread for people looking for work. Uh, Hypersocial was not immediately available to comment when contacted by CNBC. Um, But a professor of organizational behavior at Bayes Business School told CNBC that the post is unsurprising considering current management trends. They said it's a trend. CEO and leaders have been encouraged to be authentic and bring their real selves to work. It's showing your real emotions and real reactions, and people are kind of encouraged to display this through a lot of current management thinking, so it's not surprising. He added that while he appeared to be navigating a delicate balancing act between being too authentic and not authentic enough, sometimes referred to as bounded authenticity. Um, Thoughts?
2: Um, Okay. I'm I, I'm of two minds. Um, I am happy that someone can be authentic and show where they are vulnerable. Um, I have a city manager that is is quite open about his feelings of of you know, of pride and, and like how he really wants to be he really wants to show that he does care about employees sometimes it does come off as fake because you're expecting a CEO or someone that's that high up in the food chain to be kind of you forget their people after a while because Mm -hmm. they've worked so hard to get to where they're at Um, or not worked that hard to get to where they're at but maybe they you know lucked into it however that is but you forget that they're people too and that they have emotions and families and and lives outside of work, if they have lives outside of work. Um, so bravo for showing that side of yourself. Um, but at some point it's like, you, you know, you got to do your job. And although you are upset that you had to lay off people, if you are going to say it's because of a decision I made, then you can't be upset about it. Your decision... Mm-hmm just put people in jeopardy and that
1: mm-hmm.
2: although understandable that you're owning up to it is worse than if it was just luck pulled this away from me. Like I can't afford to keep you on because mm-hmm. of these reasons. And this is the, the one. If you're laying off people because you made decision that resulted in the fact that you can't afford to keep people employed or they're just become obsolete It's tough. It's a tough balance. And I can see why people are having a hard time with coming up with a good answer. You can't be busy, but you can't be too hard. You know, it's one of those. Don't be too Mm -hmm. hard. Don't be too, you know, you got to show human beings, but not too much of a human being. Welcome to the balance that people have to strike on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, this is a double-edged sword because here you have a CEO who is being authentic. At the same time, the general population nowadays is not so kind when someone who still has a job goes online and talks about how hard it was to do their job or they did something that resulted in the loss of jobs for others. Um, I mean, bravo for being. upfront about it because I've had bosses who have been emotional and when things have happened, you know, you could see it in their eyes. They don't want to do that, but other forces have led them to doing that. I am kind of on a balance here because at the same time, while I know he wanted to be upfront about it, go online and post something about it, this is kind of one of those teaching lessons Because the world outside, to be very, very um, blunt, is not going to give a crap about the end result and be like, oh, poor you. Because a few weeks ago, we had kind of a story like that where a nurse had posted herself online um, taking a quick break after losing a patient, and it got a lot of backlash. And the reason why was because it seemed kind of scripted and it was kind of more or less like, oh, I lost a patient and this is what I have to go through every day. While people were saying, well, the patient died, the family suffers the loss, you know, you're kind of coming across as boo-hoo, poor bee. And nowadays when people who are on the, quote, opposite end of a bad reaction or of something that occurs, in a way they are still unscathed because they can continue on. And what society does is that they have no sympathy for those people, slight sympathy, but when you start posting it and you start talking about it, you gain and lose – a little bit from both ends and you're going to get a lot of brushback because as a person who has you know lost a job or a person who has been laid off they're going to be like i lost my job now i got to worry about where my next paycheck's come from but my boss who still has one is online tears in his eyes taking a picture talking about Uh, how he didn't want to do what he had to do based off of the he debate, but he still has a job. That's kind of how it comes across. And like I said, I give him credit for being a CEO who is showing his um, authentic self. I'm not sure if the picture helped. Uh, Sometimes I think that it's almost one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because at the same time, while I have or we have a respect for him for showing the trials and tribulations of being a person who has to make that decision, also comes the misfortune of people who aren't going to feel bad for the person who still has a job on the other end. Um, And not just our
2: job, but a job that pays six digits.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. And... You know, that's why I was like, it's kind of tough at that point because, you know, I was like, well, you're the guy that did it. And you're the guy that pretty much, you know, made a decision back in February that affected these people's lives. So why should we feel bad for you crying? I get that. I totally get that. But on the other end, like I said, if he is authentic and if what his uh, past worker is saying is true, uh, it's a teaching lesson here because, It will probably, for future people who want to post something like that, probably stop and think twice. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the picture would have helped. Maybe something he could have put out there like, hey, it's not easy being in charge. I just had to make this really tough decision. It is not easier on us to make that decision. And I feel really bad. And I am going to try and figure out ways in which we can make this better. And if anyone knows of ways to make it better, or to do particular things, or what you know easier ways to probably uh, make this a little easier—something that is not easy—hey, any suggestions are welcome. I think at that point, a lot of people would have respected it and would have been like, "Hey, this guy really does care about his people." But when you post a picture, it's almost kind of like what's the word I want to use? Like self-grandiozing yourself, you know. It, It's like the person who – this sounds bad, but it's kind of like any little thing that we do in which we don't have to do it, and when we do it and then we look for either sympathy or empathy or, you know, something, people are – you're going to get half the people who are like, oh, they're just doing this to, like, get attention. And it is, like I said – it's a shame because it was great to see that. But the same way, it's kind of like, it is kind of cringe-ready because if you think of yourself as the worker on that end or a worker who has gone through that, you're like, well, is he looking for sympathy based off of something that he did? It still has nothing to do with me because it would all go towards him, not be the worker that got laid off. And at that point, that's even worse. I don't know. Uh, But like I said, if that is the true case of that, I don't know him. Uh, I can only go off of what, you know, someone else has said and take it from there at its value. But if he is a great boss, you know, I I give him kudos for it. Uh, I hope that um, he can do something to – get some of those jobs back or help those folks that were affected. And if he does, the, the, I guess, the pat on the back or the, um, I guess his own self sense of guilt will be erased uh, from what he can do post this. And I hope he can. And at that point, maybe he can come back and put a smile on his face and say, hey, you know what? Those people that lost a job, we're able to find people new jobs or we able to get some people back. And you'll get a lot more people liking it than a lot more people right now who are in situations where they're going to probably lash out because of something like that. So, yeah. Uh, social media, man, I tell you. <laughs> you have to be really careful of what you post and when you post it because it is... Uh, It is not kind. I will tell you that. I know that from experience. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) taking a look at what is trending online tonight, uh, there has been a lot of things going on here today. Um, WWE SmackDown is trending. Uh, The Jets are trending. Uh, The Jets are playing at the Eagles uh, tonight in preseason football. Uh, some, a little bit of sad or a few sad news. Uh, comedian Teddy Ray passed away. Uh, he is trending. Um, and we don't know yet, uh, what has occurred. Um, and I believe from what I was reading that he was only 32, uh, such a young age. Um, and AEW Rampage is trending. And then, of course, there was some breaking sports news this afternoon. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. of the San Diego Padres was suspended uh, by Major League Baseball for 80 games after testing positive for banned performance-enhancing substance. Uh, I know for Padres fans who, after last week's trades, uh, thought that they had pretty much a really good team. That takes a huge hit uh, on them. Uh, also trending uh, tonight, well, there's quite a few things. Uh, one of the other things that I want to kind of update, uh, unfortunately, uh, a little bit of uh, sad news today um, with the passing of Anne Heche, um Just last week, uh, we had reported that she had um her car had, she drove her car into a house and unfortunately um, with that and everything that is happening, she suffered serious injuries uh from that car accident out in los angeles and um unfortunately um she passed away. Uh, I'm not going to go into the other, well, I mean, all uh, the details of what she had in the system or anything else, but it is such a sad, tragic ending um, to someone's life. And um, it seemed like just a week ago we were reporting that as it kind of broke. And unfortunately, um, things took a turn for the worst um, in regards to that. So uh, quite sad to hear. Uh, also, um, What's some of the things that were trending? Uh, the Department of Justice uh, has released, or the National Archives has released, um, uh, what they took uh, from Mar-a-Lago. You can find all of that on Twitter or in your local news source, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, but those are a few of the things that are trending this evening. Um, there was one other thing, and I was trying to probably find it before uh i kind of go away from the twitter trending but i know it was trending earlier and i thought i took a photo of it because i wanted to discuss it and more than likely the is probably not going to find it as always Uh, (laughs) (laughs) because it was so good i actually um because it that's the one thing by the time we get a chance to talk to you on air Things are going to change a million times over in regards to what is trending, and from time to time, I may see like a pretty cool story that um, was trending, and then by the time we get to air, uh, it's not trending anymore. <laughs> um, but I know, up oh, and there it is. Actually, I found it as I was talking to you. Um, TwitchCon. Um came out Woo-hoo! Yes. Yes. Um here's the thing. <laughs> they did an update on their health measures in regards to TwitchCon this year. It says, according to Twitch from their Twitter page that we've heard from many of you that you want to say for TwitchCon, so they're updating their policy. Masks will be required indoors as well as either proof of vaccination or negative COVID test. That coming from Twitch.com. Yep, that um, was just
2: today. I got that email yeah. today.
0: Yeah. And uh, so, uh, and just moments after that, and I'm going to get all these names wrong, Nick Merckx um, put out a tweet and he says the MFAM and I will be doing our thing down in San Diego. It'll be popping all weekend. I already spent over 300000 with more to come. No mask requirements, no vaccine requirements at our events. Do you, and we'll see you there. So it looks like he will be doing his own event. <laughs> Not um, a big event. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, somebody was, uh, I guess, Dream. Who is also online? Uh, some people were kind of uh, commenting on the fact that he had liked the updated mask policy tweet, um, and because yeah, just his, a
2: bunch of his icon is about a guy in a mask. Yeah. See, this is why this this is some of the stuff that I giggle at because it's lost on you. Dream, who is a famous YouTuber, Minecraft player. Seedrunner, has some 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 controversy um, he's also on Twitch I believe I'm gonna I'm gonna have to double check that I'm pretty sure he is um, he does not show his face. He mm-hmm. always when he's out in public has a has and this is his icon and his, what his persona is on Minecraft it's a guy with a white plain white backdrop. Like a, almost like a paper plate with a smiley face drawn on it. I'm like that's it. So there's I, I, the people that know what Dream's face looks like are very close to the best, like friends of Dreams, um, and he's part of the Dream. He's obviously part of the Dream SMT servers. So that's why people are making any comments about him liking the mask mandate because then he has then he can wear his mask and. Versus having no mask mandate, meaning if he's wearing a mask in, then everybody's going to be telling him to take the mask off.
0: <laughs> there's a lot of drama tonight about this. It's it, As you go up and down on Twitter in regards to this, there's, like, just a lot of drama about TwitchCon. So, yes, it's uh, already gathering some... Uh, It's either one side you are or one side you aren't. And, uh, yeah, um, that is uh, what was also trending earlier today. Also trending earlier today was Joan of Arc because the Shakespeare Globe Theater in London announced that their new play about Joan of Arc will have the leader use they and them pronouns. And there are a lot of people in the U.K. who are up in arms uh, over this. Um, one person going as far as to tweet out the logic behind arguing that Joan of Arc uh, was not a woman is much the same logic as the church used to burn her alive at the stake. The idea that wearing men's clothes, leadership, military prowess, and the political authority are all incompatible with womanhood. Uh, And then another one said that when I was a little girl, Joan of Arc presented thrilling possibilities about what one young girl could do against massed ranks of men Rewriting her as not female and presenting it as progress is a massive disappointment. And it has uh gotten front page news uh there in the UK in regards to uh this presentation of Joan of Arc. So yeah.
2: Well yeah, she was a woman. Like back then I mean if they want to say that she was like hearing voices and that's why she went by they, them, fine. But don't rewrite it to make it seem like she's a
0: dude. Um, so yeah, those are the things that are pretty tonight with that. By the way, before I kind of go into our other stories, I saw something tonight which made me stop and think. Uh, someone had posted <laughs> a question. And the question, and this is the news story, this is just something that I saw. It was a local radio station here. And they said, how many holes does a straw have? Some are saying two, one on each end, and some say just one. This is almost like, is the hot dog a sandwich debate? <laughs> this is, a, is the hot dog
2: a sandwich debate. Is it a hot dog a sandwich?
0: I'm going to say no.
2: So then you're also one of those people
0: that say a straw only has one hole. I thought strongly about this. I mean, in a technical sense, one hole was drilled into the middle to make it said straw. Granted, there is a beginning and an end, but then at that point, would you say, you know, uh, does a sphere or those little spheres that the dogs go through, does it have two holes, but it has an entryway and an exit? It's only one hole, one long little hole to run through. So, I mean, I don't know at that point, because now it makes you think, is it just one? Or are you, counting, are you counting the top and the bottom? But it is just one complete hole. If you say two, how are you going to have your technical people say, well, if there's, two, then where's the second hole on the side? <laughs> because technically that is count as one, one long hole that has an open and a close. Let's put it out there. <laughs> I'm just saying, was ignited a little bit of a debate tonight on whether a straw has one or two. So something to talk about. Oops. think I lost Mary so (laughs) I don't think she liked the straw debate so (laughs)
1: Um,
0: but yeah that is the uh, great debate in regards to straws Uh, and I think she's back I was telling people you probably did not like my debate on straws
2: (laughs) no no debating on straws because that involves tunnels and holes and this could get very dark very fast My phone said no. You're 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 bordering on you're tiptoeing on that line of sexuality, you need to stop.
0: You're like, We're not doing this today, click.
2: <laughs> I love um,
0: yes, gotta love I'll
2: technology. Yes, that
0: love technology. I'll bring it on the rain. Yeah, yeah. Um a few quick stories. Uh, that we kind of had tonight. Uh, There is a brand new uh, sandwich at a ballpark. Uh, Whether you will like it is your own opinion. But the beauty of life is that we're free to live it just about any way we see fit. For some, you know, it means joining an intramural sports league or taking up paper mache crafting in our most independent moments. And for others, it means putting chocolate candy on your savory meat sandwiches. On August 8th, a Twitter user at Uh, Carrie Van Horn shared an image of a unique menu offering at one of the vendors at Kauffman stadium, which is home to the Kansas city Royals. The sandwich named barbecue Reese's sandwich is made with full pork doused in sweet baby raised barbecue sauce and topped with bacon bits and crushed and crumbled Reese's peanut butter cups. (laughs) Although the saying goes, don't knock it until you try it. A lot of people decided to ignore that idiom altogether. And in just one day, Almost 3,000 Twitter users retweeted the image of the sandwich, but most of those folks using a quote tweet to leave their scathing opinion on the offering. Uh, An additional 1,000 people pretty much responded in the thread directly, many of them with the same kind of vibe. Uh, One says, why do Americans eat like they've got free health care? Another one said, every day we stray further from God's light. Um, And there are some who were taken aback by the ingredient combo, who said that they would actually try it. Um, others say it's quite possibly the most disgusting concoction that they've ever seen. <laughs> um, so, yes, but, of course, Airmark and its partners for the 2022 Major League Baseball season, I culinary and tech uh, offerings. And while some of those offerings are decidedly more straightforward, like chicken and waffles, um which is made with fried chicken waffles, lemon honey, and maple syrup at New York City Field. Others, like Fenway Park's Fluffer Nutter Fries, which is made with sweet potato... I'm not calling them sweet potato fries. Uh, with sweet potato slices, crushed peanuts, cilantro, They're sweet peanut and sweet potato coffee. fries! <laughs> and they are sure to incite healthy food debates. Um, yeah. So... Uh, no I, I reason mean, hey. peanut
2: butter cups on a pulled pork sandwich. I don't understand why you want to put peanut butter chocolate on pork. Stop <laughs> <Damn> it. <laughs> I'm not saying don't eat them. I'm saying eat them. I'm not even saying don't have them in the same meal. I'm saying stop putting them on the same sandwich.
0: Well, if eat you're really mad about enjoy
2: that,
0: I'm gonna say if you're really bad about that. Uh, they're not done yet. They have another one on a quirky menu item, which will be for Jerry Garcia night, or which was for Grateful Dead night on August 10th. Uh, but it was the Jerry Garcia dog. It is a spicy chorizo link top with red colored mustard and fried ketchup, which is ketchup that is stirred into tempura batter and deep fried and dancing bears, which is a relish that contains gummy bears, pickled and jalapeno juice.
1: I I
2: have no words. Seriously, people, why are you (laughs) trying to make
0: the... I think I have her speechless, which is... uh... Let's continue on with the speechless, why don't we? Because Doritos just debuted (laughs) two new unexpected flavors, ketchup and mustard. Both Doritos, ketchup, and spicy mustard flavors are being sold exclusively on the Frito-Lay's website. Uh, pretty much it's a test run, and for a limited time, the flavors classic ketchup and spicy mustard are now available. Uh, in both flavors are being sold exclusively through their website, snacks.com. A 9.25-ounce bag sells for five ninety nine.
2: I'm more serious about the price of the bag than the flavors themselves, but hey, those aren't that wild. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Ketchup, meh, maybe. But the, the spicy mustard, not, that's not so far off.
0: Okay. Uh, this also gets a little bit better. We continue on with our okay. food around of world. Domino's Pizza is saying we've been there cheap as it is fleeing Italy after failing to win over the local customers. Just seven years <laughs> after this in the Domino's Pizza is leaving. The fast food giant closed the last of its 29 stores on the Italian peninsula after struggling to gain a foothold in the country, with locals proving to be difficult to win over for the American chain. The company's exit from Italy was met with cheers on Twitter, where users mocked Domino's for even attempting to establish a foothold in the homeland of pizza in the first place. <laughs> uh dollar <down> over <override laughs> 20- it, <laughs> uh, it says even local pizzerias turned to delivery when in person dining was shut down by covid uh and pretty much yeah, I will tell you um so like I said, if you ever feel you're being outrageous and overconfident about something. Just remember that Domino's thought they'd be able to justify opening 880 stores, you <laughs> know. So that did not go well at all. Um, uh, and some good news. that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: And some good news for you, cereal lovers. Customers disheartened by the demise of the Choco Taco will soon have a new outlet for their culinary nostalgia. This time at the breakfast table. General Mills announced plans last week to bring four of its classic monster cereals. Fruit Fruit, Frankenberry, Count Chocolate, and Booberry back to the supermarket sales for a limited time. The boxes themselves have been given contemporary makeovers by New York-based artist Brian Donnelly, known professionally as Cause. Uh, in an email, he said that he was thrilled at being asked to collaborate with General Mills on the cereal revival. Fans of all ages can enter to win a series of vintage-style toys based on his designs. Uh, so also, one of the things hey. is that the monster... Yes, the monster cereals were first introduced in 1971, taking inspiration from classic horror icons like Dracula and Frankenstein. The first images of Count Chocolate and his spooky cohorts were drawn by George Karn, who was a cartoonist and commercial artist who sketched the original Trixie Rabbit. Uh, of course, the brands continued to endear themselves until 2010, when they only became seasonally available. Now, of the four, Fruit Group has the most unusual trajectory touted it for its howling good taste of fruit and featuring a lovable werewolf character, the brand was first discontinued in 1982 and replaced by Fruity Yummy Mummy in 1988. That production ceased in 1992 as the original Fruit Fruit brand made two brief appearances of the Quick Tarantino movies. Uh, if you know those movies, um, bonus points for you. Uh, it was 1992's Reservoir Dog and 1994's Patrician. But since then, Fruit Fruit has enjoyed to the distinction of being of the most sought-after vintage cereal by collectors, thanks to relatively brief shelf life and noteworthy of references in pop culture. The brand was last available for a limited time in 2013, so all four are coming back. Uh, are you a kind of chocolate? Excited. No. Are you? I, yes, actually, I
2: absolutely. I was a Frankenberry chick.
0: Okay. I know a friend I every year that it used to like
2: Although I do like a, like a, a Count chocolate, chocolate. I didn't... I never tried the one with
0: the wolf. Or the blueberry one. I had a friend who loved blueberry, and every year when it would come out seasonally, she would go and buy like a dozen boxes and keep them on her shelf. <laughs> and she would eat nothing but blueberry. <laughs> but yes. Um, also, uh, two more things here. Um... I'm going to share those uh, after the retro PSA that I have for you tonight. I'm going to go to the retro PSA and be back with the final two stories and then we'll wrap up the show. So here's tonight's retro PSA. A
1: forest is many things. Shady places. Where you can camp. Good places For picnics too. Yes. And a home for wildlife. All kinds of wildlife. Timberland. For lumber harvest. And grazing land so there'll be meat for dinner. And milk in the morning. Watershed. To make sure you'll get water when you turn the tap on at home. A forest is sure a lot of things. Yes. But let a little fire get started. Catch on. Destroy. And your forest is nothing. Nothing for anybody. You have so many reasons to protect your forests. Remember, only you can prevent
0: forest fires. <laughs> smoky Bear or Smokey the Bear. <laughs> the
2: Smokey
0: dog bear. There's a bell. I know, there's a though. Actually, when I was in Arizona uh, I was at a store and they actually had a little Smokey the Bear doll, which was uh, actually pretty cool and I passed it up, though I did not get it. Uh, but we had a couple <gasps> of more stories out of that. Yeah, I know. A couple <laughs> more stories out of our propolis for tonight. I know I mentioned uh, mu- National Mustard Day. Mustard is on the menu for breakfast this Saturday as the French's Mustard has launched a limited edition donut covered in mustard flavored icing to celebrate National yeah. Mustard Day. The fruit yeah. radiation's we're born from an unexpected partnership between French's and New York City bakery, Dough Donuts. Uh, it says this year we're excited to collaborate with Dough and introduce French's mustard donuts, adding our classic yellow mustard to morning routine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's to say as good as ever, showing up. <laughs> I know. It's showing new and exciting ways to enjoy <laughs> this pan favorite condiment and cannot wait to re breakfast this year. Now, open-minded gourmands can try out the Tangy Donuts for free at any of Doe's six New York locations on Saturday while supplies last. And mustard fans who can't make it to New York can order a free box of two donuts for delivery from Doe's website on Saturday at noon. Um, (laughs) I I already heard you. I don't have mustard uh, to
2: begin with. So mustard is my least favorite of the condiment family. So throwing it
0: on donut is not going to make it any better for me. No. <laughs> well, I, knew no one, I do know one last thing that you, if you didn't love those, that I know one that you are going to love. A mattress brand is hiring for a position where sleeping on a job is not just accepted, it's mandatory. Casper, a New York-based company founded in 2014, is hiring Casper sleepers to sleep for a living. Casper sleepers will sleep, quote, in our stores and in unexpected settings out in the world, according to their job posting. Unfortunately, there will be some work required when employees are awake. Namely, they'll have to create social media content sharing their experience as a professional sleeper. The job application, uh, well, unfortunately, is open until yesterday, <laughs> but hey, I still apply. The ideal candidate would have an exceptional sleeping ability, a desire to sleep as much as possible, and, of course, the ability to sleep through anything – in addition to being paid to sleep, successful candidates will enjoy being able to wear pajamas to work, limited free for products, and the flexibility of a part-time schedule. Aspiring sleepers were encouraged to show off their sleep skills on TikTok as part of the application process. You tell you, man, TikTok is the way. It's. it's, it's Are it's you telling tell me
2: that uh, today? I could have applied supp- for that. I am I'm amazing saying... at sleeping. I am an amazing sleeper, <laughs> and I've heard I'm cute when I sleep. I, I don't think that's true, but, hey, you know, whatever. It would make for good content.
0: <laughs> there you go. It will it will make for good content, I would say. I, I wish I could have applied. Um, but, but you know what, though? Here's the thing. You say that, you don't even have to do it for Casper. You could just go on to uh, Twitch and stream and make money that way. There you go. Um,
2: Excuse me, you said the magic word.
0: I know I did, and that was the thing is that I was trying to be good, but since you have said it, and because I really wasn't close to the clip. (laughs) I was going to say it earlier at TwitchCon, but I didn't uh, play it. it. So that will make up for it.
2: (laughs) So we have more than one just because you did con, and... Regular Twitch. Yep. Twitch, Twitch.
0: So <laughs> yep. all because of that, and we had let us. I'm over fly. here
2: taking my head at you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and we won't do it anymore. <laughs> but uh, the clock on the wall is uh, saying uh that we are just about out of time. Did you have a shout out for this evening? Um,
2: We had a birthday this week for Miss Andrea, although she will tell me that by shouting her out, I have told the world that she had a birthday, and that's not something that she likes to celebrate. But hey, yeah, happy birthday to you! Um, happy twenty third. Happy I think exactly, <laughs> and and then I think that's it for me actually, and I am oh. And not that it's an announcement. I was going to wait till closer to the time. But since we talked about it tonight, I will be at TwitchCon. Not sure where mm. I'm dressed up as yet. Because of the change in the um, the health and safety regulations that they're putting in place, because of that change, I might be changing the costume that I'm reviewing. So I will be doing cosplay on Saturday. Um, so if you want to come see me, come find me. Good luck.
0: Follow me on my Twitch and then you can hear what it's going to be. What was going to be the original costume?
2: Uh, It was either going to be, I was either going to be Luigi with the mustache or Toad (laughs) without. Um,
0: You can find a mustache. I haven't figured those
2: out yet. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't want, nope, nope. I have a better idea now that masks are uh, mandated. Oh, man. <laughs> but it will be another video game <laughs> character.
0: Hmm. Princess just perhaps?
2: Hmm. Mm No. This person has a mask.
0: Oh. Alright. We will try and guesstimate this as uh up until then. Uh <laughs> we've mentioned it, but yeah. So yeah. See Mary at TwitchCon. Um and for all of you folks out there, if you're still thinking about going, please go. It should still be fun. Hopefully things change before then. Yeah. But I, I know um, that as things go, we're trying to be safe because I can tell you um, in some ways, Exotica as it was, was awesome. But at the same time, some people, they come down sick afterwards. So it's all for safety. So. But no, no shout outs here. Just a uh, shout out of thanks to everyone once again for watching. Um, We appreciate you listening. And of course, we will be back with you again next Friday night, um, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. And until then, please be good and kind to each other. You know, I. I was trying to come up with a hokey kind of like closing line for the show, and I think I'm going to try it out tonight. I probably won't say it every week. But I was going to say, may your week ahead be good, and may you make it better at the end by joining us on Friday night. <laughs> so for Mary, I am LeVar. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Page One. Page
1: one. Page one. Yeah.
0: Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at newscommentbtr And add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found.